and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our our match reaction series. Looking back at yesterday's game against Brentford in the Carabao Cup, with Arsenal progressing through to the last is it last sixteen? Yeah, I think it is last. I think it is yeah. Uh, the competition. It's quickly how you can progress to just so few teams after one round. But I'm joined this morning to talk about that by Umar. How do you make you good, Joel? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Tom. I hope you're good as well. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. So one nil win against Brentford in the uh, in the League Cup last night. I mean, where does the the League Cup rank for you in the pantheon of priorities? If we went out, I wouldn't have been uh, too bothered about it. Mm. But no, it's nice. It's nice the fact that we've gone there against a very good Brentford team. They played uh, most of their first team players in that game, and the fact that we rotated. We've given opportunity to the likes of Tomiyasu and Will Smith-Rowe, um, the fringe players, you could uh, essentially say, and they've performed at a very good level and we've come away with a very good, solid 1-0 win. It's very good and it's going to do good for, for these players because you compare it to last season and when, when Mikel Ateta was bringing these players in into big games, they were coming in from the cold, to be fair. They weren't ready. Um, they weren't fully at it. And you saw the performances. It, it, it was not the best. So the fact that if we continue to progress in this tournament, it gives these players an opportunity to play 90 minutes at a very high level because Brentford, a Premier League team, the next round we're going to be playing West Ham, another Premier League team away from home. So it's good games. It's good minutes for, for these players. And I saw a lot of good things from a few players Last night, which we'll touch on, I'm sure Tommy Asso, I thought he was very good. Ramsdale, for Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, had a decent performance. So there was there was quite a, a lot of positives to take from that game. So, yeah, if, if we continue to progress in this tournament, we get to the last stages of this competition, why not? Why not give it a go? But no, it's nice to come away with a 1-0 win, but it seems like it's, it's starting to become a pattern away from home. We're winning 1-0 every single time we play it. Yeah, and there's you know there's good and bad things about that. You know, you live in life a little bit on the edge, I suppose, with those types of score lines. But the amount of clean sheets, you know, that we're keeping uh, away from home is is very impressive, and we're defending very well. I mean, why is it? Do you think we can't just manage to keep a clean sheet at home? <laughs> the, the funny thing is, people have been on Twitter saying North London forever, and I think it's just becoming like a, you know what? I think at home there's more of an onus. For Arsenal, because there's an expectation that we're going to go there and we're going to get the job done. We're going to win because we're a far better team and teams are going to come to the Emirates and they're not going to really attack us. So the expectation is we're going to go there and get the job done. But there seems to be like a nervousness creeping. Um, you saw it last season at the Emirates. And I think that tailed in because of the title race, because of how much pressure we had with Manchester City performing at such a high level. But even this season, you go back to the game against Fulham, um, you go back to that little uh, worry that we had against Nottingham Forest on the opening day. Obviously, Manchester United was an early Tottenham uh, on the weekend. Um, so, look, if Arsenal replicate their away performances to their home performances, Arsenal probably going to win the Premier League title. So the fact that we're performing at a very good level away from home is good, but we need to start getting things in order at home because we can't afford to drop points um, to teams like Fulham and Tottenham at home if we want to do go on to win the Premier League title. 
absolutely. Um, it's really important that we don't uh, drop points in those games and drop goals because you know the Fulham game in particular that kind of showed you like what being a little bit kind of less assured at the back can cause right at the end of the game when we drop those points. You know, it'd be very different in the Premier League looking right now if we had those two extra points on the board and just dropped the two from the North London derby, we'd be one point better off than we were, you know, uh, same point last season. But we find ourselves a point worse off instead. But I think things are going very well. I think what last night showed is that the depth is there, even with injuries. You know, no Saka, no Rice, no Partey, no Martinelli, no Timber, no Trossard. All out injured. Saliba didn't travel. Vieira didn't travel. Jesus Odegaard on the bench. Um, you know, loads of players that didn't either travel or weren't available. And we were able to start the team that we did. Starting, we'll kind of go from back to front. Ramsdale, what a save. What an incredible piece of goalkeeping. He was so good. He was so good yesterday. And that's the Aaron Ramsdale that we wanted to see and replicate those performances that he had Um in his first two years. I think the last few months, he's not been at that level. But yesterday, I thought he was fantastic. Not only with the saves that he made, but the way that he was assured from the back, the passes that he was playing into midfield. Um, he was not nervous. Um, he was calm. He was assured. He was composed. He was David Raya when you compare it to the performance of against Everton um, and yeah. uh, a, f- a few weeks ago. He had that performance but Aaron Ramsdale away from home, you know what you're going to get. He's a very good goalkeeper when it comes to playing away from home. I think he likes the hostile atmosphere. He likes the environment. He thrives in it, to be honest. So that's what I enjoyed the most. I know the, the saves were fantastic. The save that he pushed onto the post uh, by Wissa, I think it was. That's a fantastic save. World-class save. But what I want to see from our goalkeeper is the way he performs out from the back. Because that's what I think he's going to be judged on. From, from Mikel Arteta, from, from the goalkeeping coach. And I think that performance of his was fantastic. It was 10 out of 10, you could say 9 out of 10. He was very, very calm on the ball. And I think that's the most key aspect that you can take from that performance. So very good performance. Um, and that's what we want from Aaron Ramsdale. I think the mental aspect was going to be key in this game. How would he bounce back from obviously losing his place to David Rye in the Premier League, Champions League? Let's see his reaction. I thought his reaction was out of this world. So, fair play. Fantastic display. Um, kind of unspent, if you like, from him. Uh, it was good to see. A bit funny. We're back. We're good. We're good. Yeah, We're good. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is why I've got a technician coming today. To sort this out. Um, but uh, yeah, I think when it comes to yeah Ramsdale performance, it was a response. It was a response to what all of the what we've seen. I couldn't catch him in the the mix zone. Sadly, after the game, um, he kind of like just head down straight through. Like, no, I'm not talking about this guy's yeah because he knows what he's going to get asked, and I think he's just trying to deal with that hmm. at the moment, which is completely fair enough. And yeah. I think that you know, after, especially after what his dad tweeted, Jamie Carragher. It's only whipped the situation up further, um, which is obviously not going to necessarily help his composure. But I liked that we saw his personality still. You know, he made that save. He turned to the the Brentford fans and celebrated at full time. He grabbed the ball again, you know, turned around, stuck his tongue out of the fans. You know, (laughs) he's still very much lively and loving life, it seems. Um, And someone made a really good point to me um, the other week about Ramsdale, which was like, look, he was relegated three times, you know, in previous mm. clubs. He's found himself now at Arsenal. 
and he's played as a starting goalkeeper for the last two seasons, you can't expect to not face competition at some stage at a club like Arsenal. It's, it's come along in the form of David Raya and the pair are now going to fight for those places. But even then, like being and getting minutes and rotational minutes at Arsenal compared to where he was, you know, it must be still an amazing, you know, situation for him to consider where he came from to where he is now. So mm. certainly it's 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 going to improve things there. In defence, I thought there were some really standout performances. Uh, on the negative side, I didn't think Ben White had the best of games. Um, I, I felt like he really didn't pass to Sacco Jr. Yeah, at all, really. it's true. We'll talk yeah. about his debut in a little bit, but I want to focus on the positives. Kivior and Tommy Asser and Gabriel, rock solid. Mm. So good. I mean, mm. Tommy Asu's blocks, Kivior's goal line tackle, and Gabriel was really strong. Did you see him nearly kick a kid in the face with the ball? Did you see yeah, that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what he's trying? He's trying to hit it off the hoarding to get the ball back. That's what he's trying to do. But there was a I comment. There was a comment again. from I think Brentford fans as well. I was scrolling Twitter after the game, and Brentford yeah. fans were saying that, that Gabriel is the best defender that they've seen come to this yeah. stadium for a long, long time. Yeah. And he's underrated. He's underrated. I think Arsenal fans know how good he is. And there was always a bit of worry when Mikel Arteta was not picking him at the start. But I think that obviously stems by the fact that Zinchenko wasn't fully fit. And obviously you've seen that now Zinchenko's back in the fold. Gabriel starting week in, week out. But I think Gabriel, he's so good. You look at left-sided centre-backs in Europe. There's not many better than Gabriel for what he offers. He's commanding, and I know at times he does lack a bit of concentration um, and he could at times make a mistake. But what he offers from the back, leadership qualities, the character that he has, he's vocal, he's commanding, he's dominant. And not many people speak about the fact that he's very good on the ball. He is very, very good on the ball. Like They, they obviously label that in terms of William Saliba, Zinchenko having that quality out from playing out from the back. But Gabriel is very good there as well. Compare him to how he was at the start of the season. Uh, sorry, uh, when he when he joined Arsenal, and yeah. now now look at him. I think he's developed so much in that regard. But Tommy Asu again, uh, look, Tommy Asu is probably in for an opportunity to potentially start this weekend against Bournemouth yeah. because I thought his performance was very good against Brentford. And with Tommy Asu, there's always talk about injuries. There's always talk about whether he's good enough for Arsenal. But when you mention players that can come in from the bench, players that can start uh, week in, week out, look, he's, he's, he was playing centre-back for Japan in the last international uh, yeah. break. And that's another uh, option that we have. I think he might be better yeah, that's what Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah, like he's yeah. an option He plays there. for Japan. A different, remember that game against Germany? He was fantastic. 4-1, yeah. Brilliant playing left centre. And that was left centre. I, yeah, I really think... And I think Arteta got it right to play White at right back and Tommy at right centre back. I think that's the right combination. Even though White didn't have the best of games, I still think that is that is the correct kind of combination, if you like, between the yeah. two. No, I agree. I think it only allows Tommy Asu because it allows him to just basically defend. Mm. You look at Ben White's relationship with Bukayo Saka on the right-hand side, they've got a very good partnership. And I feel when Tommy Asu plays on the right-hand side, it's not the most fluid with Bukayo Saka. But as a defender, Tommy Asu is very good. He's very good. And if it stops him from getting these little niggles, these little injuries with him playing as a centre-back 
I'm all for it because the quality's there. The quality's there. And obviously, Jakob Kirill, I think with Kirill, it's all about confidence. I think there's yeah. a player there, and you saw it last season when he was um, when he started as, as, as a centre-back um, alongside Gabriel um, towards the latter stages of the season. We obviously we decided to change it due to William Saliba's injury, Rob Holding's poor performances. Yeah. Kirill done a job there. But with Kibu, I just think it's about confidence. He needs to be playing week in, week out. But obviously, at a club like Arsenal, you don't have that luxury because you have so many good players um, at your disposal. So, look, at least they came in and they've done a job. It would be more questions asked if they came in and their performances were not up to scratch, but they were. So you have to applaud them for that. Yeah, you do. You really, really do. Um, just on the Ben White saga, I just did a little... Yeah. Little search, right? How many times do you think that Ben White passed to Sago Jr. in the game? Three, four? Ten. Okay. How many times do you think Ben White passed to Bakaya Saka in the North London derby? Uh, <laughs> uh, 30, 40? Eight. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> as well. What? Did we miss, have we got a misconception? Is there a misconception here? Am it I wrong? It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> because I don't know what it was. I felt like he wasn't giving him the ball. But That's why I thought. He was. So... Yeah, maybe we've... Maybe, all... ben, maybe Ben White doesn't pass the players. <laughs> Matt... I yeah maybe it's not as obvious um yeah, but like that's that surprises me actually uh how many times in the PSV game he passed to him nine times jeez so again less than he passed to Sago Jr uh Everton did they start together in the Everton game I think they did, did uh, yeah, yeah White and Saka at 19 times White passed to Saka in the Everton game but against PSV and Spurs hmm. White passed to Saka less than what he passed to Sago Jr. You only look at that's these things really after. You only look at these things after, which is yeah, interesting. That's really, really interesting. Um, yeah, that make for a good piece. <laughs> it would make for a good piece. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very interesting indeed. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it seems people, uh, Amira says four, maybe five maximum. Now it turns out it was double that. Hmm. And maybe we were underestimating. Now, I obviously don't know what those types of passes were. Yeah. I think maybe it was more so happening in the first half. Uh, having a quick look, it does appear that only three of those passes were in the second half. But he was substituted in the second half. Yeah. So maybe that makes sense. Anyway, let's move into the midfield. I thought Jorginho had a great game. Um, the statistics really did back him up. The amount of interceptions, the key passes, the, the recoveries, the tackles he made. Yeah, one moment in the box that was a bit yeah. dodgy. Um, <laughs> and and I was like, not again, <laughs> please, don't do this again. But after that, he was very confident and good on the ball. Uh, Havertz, again, hmm. it's like, it wasn't a bad performance. That's it the just thing. Wasn't, it wasn't great. And that's Havertz at the moment. That's, that's the thing. Like people were speaking about his aerial contributions, his defensive contributions from set pieces, etc. Look, that's fair enough. I applaud him for that. I think that's good that he's doing that. But I want my £60 million midfielder to be making a difference on the attacking side of things. You know? He had that one opportunity when I think he was in the box. He, he, made, he made a good run. 
and he passed to Reese Nelson and Reese Nelson put the shot wide. That was unlucky. And on another day, Havertz probably picks up two assists in that game. But we need to be seeing more from him. Like, I don't want people to be speaking about, oh, Havertz is doing well defensively, or he's winning duels. He should be doing that anyways. He should be Mm. doing that anyways. We've brought in a player that is supposed to be an upgrade on Granit Xhaka, essentially. If you're paying £60 million for a player that's younger than Granit Xhaka, that's got Premier League-proven experience already at a club like Chelsea, that's got international pedigree with Germany, Havertz, even if it's six, seven games, he should be performing at a much better level than what I've seen. And look, I would understand if he was coming from abroad and this was his first season in the Premier League and he needed time to adjust he needed time to get used to his, get used to the, his teammates, get used to Mikel Arteta's philosophy, and I still think he is getting used to that. But he's been yeah. in the Premier League now. He's yeah. been in the Premier League. He knows what it's all about, and he should be doing a lot, lot better. I don't know whether it's a confidence issue, whether he's just not right for that midfield position. And I look at it, and I keep saying it. I just think he's too stiff. He's too stiff. Yeah. My left-sided yeah. midfielder. Should be like James Madison. Should be like I'm not going to pronounce his name because I'm going to get it wrong. You, you, your your boy TC. So, so, was exactly. You look at those players, and they're right for that position. Even Fabio Vieira. When I look at him, he's the type of left-sided midfielder that I would love to watch. Emil Smith Rowe, someone that can pick up the ball and drive. I don't think uh, Havertz. He's always he's always he's always thinking. Like whether I should make the pass, whether I should attack, whether I should run. And he's always in that second thought process on what to do. And I'm looking at him right now and I'm thinking that people are speaking about your defensive contributions. That's all that's all good. Yeah. But you need yeah. to be scoring goals. You need to be impacting games. You need to be creating chances. And I'm not just seeing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that he needs to be showing more. You know, it's not... It's it's not exactly like a crazy demand to ask for more than he is. I think he did some good things. The pass to Nelson was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people said he was aiming for Nketi. I don't think he was. <laughs> I think he spotted Nelson. Um, I think the pass to Jesus and the combination that led to, I think it was Nketi's chance, was good. Hmm. Uh, he sprinted in one counter-attack really well through the middle and, and laid up, I think it was Nelson again on the right at this point, that was good. Um but there was a point where he got the ball on the left-hand side where he should have shot straight away yeah, yeah. And back so, and tried to get on his right foot. I was watching him in the warm-ups and his right foot wasn't good. <laughs> like it was, He kept dragging the shots, but his left foot was unbelievably good. Like, top corner, bang, bang, bang. Uh, and I don't know why he didn't just whack it. It's confidence. You know, it's just, it is all about confidence. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, I hope that it comes, comes good. The big story, of course, was Smith Rowe starting. Mm. I thought he was good, had a good game. Hmm. 499 days without a start. That's wow. Wow. Yeah. 499. Jeez. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I spoke to him either. after the game as well, and we got some words coming out around midday on that. But what did you make of his performance? Yeah, it was good. It was good. You're coming out with the stats today, man. Like they're shocking me left, right, and center. <laughs> left, right, and center. But no, it's a good performance. I think Emil Smith Rowe, he still has something to offer this Arsenal team, this Mikel Arteta team, because I think. In midfield, what he offers, I think it's invaluable to this Arsenal side. You look at our midfield right now, and we're speaking about Havertz, we're speaking about Fabio Vieira. They still, 
they still need to, I think, swing the doubters, the, their side. And I think with the Mill Smith throw, there's an opportunity there. He just needs to keep proving to Mikel Arteta that, look, when he gets an opportunity, whether it's off the bench, whether it's him starting in um, League Cup games, whether it's him making cameos off the bench from Champions League games, Premier League games, he can make a difference. And I think he's proved it. I like this cameo against PSV, Eindhoven as well, in the Champions League. Even if it was a short cameo, I still liked what I was seeing from him, the way he was interchanging with Nelson, linking up with him. I think he seems a bit more stronger as well, uh, a bit more physical. Um, and he's unlucky not to score yesterday against Brentford as well. It's, it's a Mill Smith row all over. Great run, takes it past a couple of players and he probably should be putting the ball in the back of the net. But I thought, I thought his performance was good. So all he needs to do is just keep knocking on the door. Because when you keep yeah. knocking on the door, Mikrateta, there's going to be a decision that Mikrateta needs to make. Look at Reese Nelson, for example. If I say to you, two years ago, did you think Reese Nelson would be staying at Arsenal or would be going elsewhere? What would yeah, you say? Exactly. Easily. I thought it's a bit about Saliba as well, to be fair. <laughs> but with, with Nelson, we would have, I think most of this fan base would have probably said he would be playing his football elsewhere. But yeah. the fact that he's knocked on the door, he got the opportunity against Nottingham Forest when Saka got injured. He scored those two goals. Even though when he was making uh, cameos off the bench against Fulham, against Bournemouth, he was making an impact. He was making a difference. And Mikel Arteta thought to himself, look, this player's actually all right. He can play a part in this Arsenal team. And Emil Smith-Rowe needs to keep doing it because it's not about quality with Emil Smith-Rowe. No way. Emil Smith-Rowe is a very good player. I just think it's about him getting opportunities him, him knocking on the door and him making an impact, and he's capable of doing it because he's a top player. Yeah, he is. Um, I hope he. The the thing I got, uh, and you'll read the comments from him later on today. But the feeling mm. I got when speaking to him is that he's still lacking confidence. That he's still, you know, he's still a bit in his shell, and he needs to kind of come out of his shell a bit more. And obviously, being at the team for that long is obviously going to be frustrating for him um especially when you see players like Havertz being bought and Trossard being bought and I asked him about that but I think that if he can if he if, I think that the reaction of the crowd is going to help him I think the Champions League moment he got showed mm -hmm. Arteta just how connected these fans are with him as a player and that's really important but yeah I think that was good uh obviously the front three Reese Nelson um Charles Sago Jr as we've kind of discussed already I thought he was fairly quiet he had a really good moment of skill in the middle of the park but other than that didn't necessarily hmm. you know contribute I think it was a very debut like performance where he just doesn't want to put a foot wrong play yeah, probably probably would have been Anwari Stein wouldn't it but I think he's picked up an injury if he was fit yeah I think it maybe would have been Nwenery uh I mean Koja Dubri was on the bench yeah. as well if we'd have been like three or four up we would have seen more kids come on obviously I think but because it was so tight, you know, toward the end. And maybe that tells you what Arteta thinks about the competition, that even at 1-0, he True. wasn't throwing the kids on. And it was Jesus and Erdegaard and Zinchenko that were coming off the bench. El Nenny mm. as well to help see things out. Cedric, it wasn't, you know, James Sweet instead of Cedric, for instance. It was the experienced True. figure instead of the youngster. So maybe that tells you what Arteta thinks about things. Um, but what did you make of the, the front three? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought Nelson was the better player out of all of them. I thought yeah. a very good performance. I like the fact that he works hard off the ball. Not only the fact that he's very good um, with the ball, but off the ball. That's what McClatter wants from his wide players. Not only you can do the job going forward, but defensively you're at it throughout the whole throughout the whole 90 minutes. And I thought he, he had a very good performance. Um, 
Eddie and Ketia, he worked hard, so worked his socks off, um, pressed from the front, good performance. But it was nice. It was nice. Look, we've given an opportunity to these players and they've proved that they're capable of doing a job. And that was the key thing for me. In past cup competitions, you've seen when Arteta, Emery, Wenger were given opportunities to our reserve players, they were not fully at it most of the time. And we were getting eliminated um, oh. from the third round, fourth round of these cup competitions. And at times it was annoying. So it's nice to see these players come in because they want to, they want to be first team players at this football club. Like Nelson, he probably thinks that he, he's got an opportunity for Bournemouth on the weekend. Look at the injury list that we have right now. Bakaya Saka still a doubt. Trossard still a doubt. Martinelli still a doubt. Reese Nelson could be playing against Bournemouth on Saturday. So again, he needs to show Mikel Arteta with this game against Brentford that he's capable of taking this performance to a Premier League game. And I think he is. Eddie Nketiah, look, he's had a good start to the season. I don't think his performance was the best against Tottenham in the North London derby. And when you realise you've got Gabriel Jesus um, now fully fit, you need to pull up your weight. And when there's an opportunity in a Carabao Cup game, you need to take it. Look at the defence. Same thing. William Saliba doesn't play. Tommy Yasu comes in. Great performance. Sinchenko doesn't play. Kirio out of position. He does a job. Ramsdale, Raya. So it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice to see these players making a difference, making an impact. Because I think we said it a few days ago. Look, we wouldn't have been bothered if we got eliminated from the cup competition. But it's nice that we're through. We've got a good draw against West Ham. Yeah. We're not going to yeah, be yeah. travelling far. But I think we play Newcastle a few days after. On a Saturday, I think it is, away from home. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to see... They've got United away, to be fair, in midweek as well with their game. True, so, true, yeah. true. So you're probably going to see Arteta switch it up. It's probably going to be labelled as the Declan Rice Derby. Uh, you know how Sky Sports... It already Sports, is, mate. Yeah, it's exactly. already being labelled as that. <laughs> you know how Sky Sports are. Declan Rice probably wouldn't even play in that game, to be honest. But look, West Ham, it's a, it's a, it's a favourable cup draw. And look, there's an opportunity for Arsenal to go far in this competition. So let's see how it plays out. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Uh, I look forward to seeing what we do. It's it's not high up on my list of priorities. If if we were to go out against uh, West Ham, the only thing that would bother me really is the flack that we would get from West Ham fans, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's the thing that I worry about the most, if anything. So, yeah, yeah. certainly I am. Uh, you know, but are we, Man, does Man City going out change things for you in any way? Yeah, it does. It does, to be honest, because yeah. you, you mentioned it um, every time. Every time you go into a cup competition, Man City are the favourites. So when Man City are knocked out, eliminated, who's the next in line? Arsenal, Liverpool... I think Liverpool would try to go strong in this cup competition. I know Jurgen Klopp, he doesn't even do press conferences for the Carabao Cup, which is crazy. He doesn't do press conferences for the cup competition. I think it's his his assistant coach who does it. But Arsenal have an opportunity here um, to do well. Let's Let's say, for example, they beat West Ham. Would that make us progress into the quarters? Potentially. I think so. I'm not really sure about the draw, but if we're in the quarterfinals, then I think Mikel Arteta will take it more seriously. Um, but yeah, there's an opportunity. Yeah. It's nice to win a trophy in February. To be yeah, it is. It is. Look, I've seen a few people saying, I see Amira saying, if we win the cup, Tom's not allowed to celebrate. Oh, he'll be <laughs> celebrating. Know? He'll be celebrating. I'm an Arsenal fan. You know, yeah, I wasn't that fast about the Community Shield. Did I celebrate us winning it? Yes, 100%. I did. Yeah. Because I'm an Arsenal fan, you know, but my view of the competition in comparison to some of our other 
Of you know, course. Priorities. Everyone's going to be like there. that. Everyone's going to yeah. be like that. It's not up there. But if you get to the final, you want to win it, obviously. You know, but no one cares that Man United won it last season. I was talking to a friend of mine on the tube back yesterday um, mm. who watches the channel, actually. And mm. uh, there was this guy sitting next to us and I was talking about the Carabao Cup. And the guy next to me turned out to be a Man United fan. And before I'd, set, before I'd like introduced myself or whatever and spoken to him, I said, no one cares Man United won the Carabao Cup. And he turned <laughs> around and looked at me and I was like... Ooh. you know he's a man united fan living in london so it's very Dude, very normal <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I, no, no one will care other than us that we win that if we win it but it'd yeah. be nice to win it it'd be nice for the team to have some silverware of course but it's just not up there the fa cup to me is so different like it's a major trophy to me the history behind it the link yeah. that we as a club have with that competition the where when it's played, where it's played, like in, in regards to kind of the end of the season, hmm. I, I'd love to, to win the FA Cup again and continue our record in that competition to extend our our dominance over other sides in it. Um, but certainly, uh, if we were to win the League Cup, it'd be great to put a, a bit of silverware alongside it. But like you look at what Man United did last season, and you know, frankly, the the run they had to the final was was silly oh. easy. <laughs> They beat Newcastle, who, to be honest, should have probably beaten them. Uh, yeah. They're a better team than United last season. And, uh, yeah, if Arsenal end up getting to the final, having played Brentford, West Ham... I mean, they're not bad teams, you know, to be honest. You know, you'd look at that and say, Brentford away, tough game. West Ham away, tough game. Uh, if we get somebody decent in the quarterfinal to progress, you know, get all the way to the final and play. You know, I think, personally, Liverpool are the favourites for the competition. Um I think they're going to play stronger teams across it, True. you know, because yeah. they're in the Europa League, not in the Champions League. So, yeah, let's see. Did you see Zoboslai's goal, though? Rocket, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, I'm just so gutted. Like, he's there doing that. It's so gutting. It really is. Uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap things up. So, I'm going to get some pieces submitted and stuff. But, uh, lovely thing. Uh, thanks, Uma, for your time. Really appreciate it. No worries, bro. Um, and hope the technician sorts out your laptop yeah absolutely uh, right guys uh, we will see you uh, we will see you tomorrow tomorrow yes tomorrow I'm hoping the technicians can fix this robot out I really do uh, thank you for listening appreciate your time and uh, as always keep following us down the Arsenal way